called people have called the county on them multiple times and it just never stops. Oh. That's sad. Why'd you tell that us is that sad. story? Yeah. Yeah, why yeah, now did we're you tell all us sad. that? <laughs> great. Great way to start the podcast, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, welcome to Halcyon Frequency. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, to the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. Uh today with me, FG Squared as the host. Uh, shock in a shocking turn of events, I have managed to grasp and I don't know wrench the the podcast out of blinds. Called as no blind is just busy, and don't I'm filling in. Is. Um, and uh, I'm joined today by Arch Play Stuff and Asui. Uh, how Hi. are you both doing today? Uh, you know, hello, except for hello. the fact that you're obviously being hunted, hunted, haunted, both of those things by demon ghost goats. Um, oh, okay, I guess I'm going first. I mean, I'm just waking up. It's like 5 a.m. and I'm in the middle of fixing my sleep schedule, but I am just waking up, so... Yeah. 5 a.m. is really early to fix your sleep schedule, though. Ooh. What do you mean? Like, no, 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 no. Uh, a week ago, I was waking up at 4 p.m. Yep, yeah, but why are you waiting? So, so you woke up today at 5 to go to bed early tonight, so you wake up at a normal time tomorrow is that how no so what i do is it's really weird i uh sleep in as late as i can and then i stay up as late as i can over and over and over and so it like is a faster way of shifting the sleep schedule and then suddenly before you know it you're waking up at like 4 a.m what i'm hearing is a segment every time she's on is what stage of her ever (laughs) <laughs> ever-involving quest to have a normal sleep cycle is Sui at. I'm at a good stage right now, okay? Like, I usually do this, and then I'll be waking up before 10 a.m. for quite a while, and then it will just start slowly slipping until suddenly I'm waking up at 4 p.m. and it's time to shif- shift it back again. <laughs> I feel rather sorry for you when you start working. <laughs> Yeah, that's and you know, that's really going to be hard. this summer. Yeah. If everything goes according to plan, it will be this summer. Um, we got to actually get a job offer and like, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. What's funny to me soon. is she's going to come to me complaining about it, yet I'm living the dream with remote work in a five-hour offset. I have to start work by 1 p.m. What? <laughs> really? Yeah, I guess that makes sense, considering you, you work for a Singapore office? Was it Singaporean office? Correct, or- Singapore. Mm. So I, is- get, I get nice and easy mornings, and then I get an afternoon of work, and then dinner picks up, and I sort of am there as needed after about 6pm, so... Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's quite good for me. But Sui has been stealing all the uh, attention over how is she's doing, and um, I've got important news. Mm, okay. What are they? Okay. I turned 36 yesterday. Oh, yeah. It was your birthday, which is why we couldn't record yesterday. True, happy birthday. <laughs> old man. Wow. 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 If he's an old man, what am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling okay. Salty. Fine, then I'm just a baby. You are. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, my sister has this absolutely annoying habit of posting that I'm older than I actually am. 
eight years ago, she posted that it was my 40th birthday. And <laughs> I was I was making plans to show it to someone and then be like, oh my God, she's freaking out. She thinks I'm lying about my age. Like, can can you tell her that I'm not actually 48? Please, why did you post that? And really just freak my sister out. And then I thought, no, that would be a bit mean. <laughs> well, when what you said it? it was almost your birthday on stream, I yeah. went into Arch's chat and I went, hey, happy 50th. Yeah, yeah, the exact wow. same kind of cheeky. <laughs> wow. Though, on that note, I do actually have a story for that. Oh. Uh, earlier this, this week on Twitter, like, one of those stupid quizzes made the round. Like, you know, oh, we have, like, we'll give you, like, 27 songs, and you'll tell us if you can sing along to them and if you like them or not, and then we'll tell you how old you are. I right. tell you it's rigged, because, like, the, 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 the quiz was, like, you are 53 years old. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> but I swear, that, that that quiz, for some reason, it gave me, like, really new stuff that I don't listen to, obviously. Um, like, you know, because it's not my jam. And then it, it, it started with, that. it gave me a couple of 90s songs. And then it started with all the classics from the 80s. Right? Like, <laughs> That's not fair. Everyone knows the classics from the exactly. 80s. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah. I know that song. Because uh, it goes like, do you know the song? Do you or rather, it went, do you like the song? Yes, no. And then if you like it, can you sing along with it? And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. So they were like, all right, you like all ladies songs. Clearly you're 53. And I'm like, no, I'm not even 38 yet. So rude. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot like, of songs that yeah, are like exactly. way before my time that I can sing along to because like, yeah, you know, they're classics and they played uh, on the radio that my like, parents listened to when I was uh, growing up. Like, I'm sorry, Suey, you were born after the year 2000, weren't you? I wasn't. Uh, you're just a baby. You don't get to talk about, oh, <laughs> I like songs that happened before I was born because that's almost every song ever. <laughs> I mean, st statistically, probably not, because people are making songs at exponential rate with the internet, so... True, yeah, she's got you there. The cat also agrees with her, I think. But yeah, so that's my that's my older-than-you-are than story. But then, whenever people hear me talk on stream, because they don't see my face, they always think I'm younger, so... Yeah, I guess that's, that's it's the just, benefit of that. You smush it together, and then the, the <laughs> age is, like, relatively accurate, I suppose, maybe? On stream... On stream, people think I'm either 16 or 30. No in between. <laughs> people and I'm just, they're like, okay, first off, I'm an adult. <laughs> Second really? off, um, what? I haven't no, even I... graduated college yet with my bachelor's. <laughs> so. I, um, I don't think I've get gotten many people who have tried to guess my age. But I don't think it's like I mean. I was, from I was your about voice, to ask. I was about to ask you to guess my age, and then. <laughs> no, I was always thinking you were around my age, like the 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 way like it's just it's. I I think that was a combination of your voice and how you look. It's my maturity. I isn't thought it? he was. Ha, have I, I thought had... he was like late twenties, <laughs> yeah. for ages, and we we're like really close friends. And then one day he just goes, "Oh yeah, I'm this age," and I'm like. 
Excuse me, what? <laughs> she, has, she hasn't like, really talked to me much since. That's when she I started. Have, That's when she liar. started harassing me. You liar. I'm sorry. What is your new alert when you come into my stream? Well, uh, I think maybe we just need to insert it here. Note yeah. to the editor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Do I even want to know? Or do we want to go to a quick break? And after the break, we will then talk about what games we've been playing. I think that's a good good uh, thing to do. So, uh, dear listeners, we will see you. Well, not see you. Super streaming mode. We will. You will hear us. We will not see you or not hear you in just a minute. Hey, Arch. Guess what? You are a dummy. Hello, Blind here. I have no idea what happened during this episode because I wasn't present for the recording of it. I was off hanging out with my dad the night before they recorded this uh, because it's his birthday weekend. But if you want to see more of me, uh, well, I guess you could go to twitch.tv slash plindirl for more Dwarf Fortress than you could reasonably watch in a lifetime. Also, uh, go listen to other episodes of this podcast and you'll hear more of my voice. Back to the show. You're at your desk, you've got the recording stuff open, you feel like you're in stream mode. Yeah, and it's it's bright. It's like daytime, because podcast yeah, recording cool. is nighttime normally. So it's like... <laughs> and welcome back, everybody, to the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. With me today, FG Squared, as your host, and I'm joined by Arch and Sui. And this is the segment where we talk about uh, what games we've been playing. So, uh, Sui, how goes Rune Factory 5? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stop playing it. It's really good. Um, Rune Factory 5. So, I've already completed the main story, but I still haven't figured out which character I want to, you know, romance. So, I've been enjoying all of the romance quest lines, because you get quest lines for everyone, and wow. it doesn't, like, impact the game at all if you do them. Uh, so, oh, I've been wow. enjoying those. Um... And then I've also been enjoying Endgame, because there's a surprising amount you can do in Endgame still. There's, like, this whole, like, dungeon thing you can go through that has, like, I don't know, like, 50 floors or something? It's a lot of floors. And it's mm. surprisingly hard. Like, the um, power scale from the last dungeon of main story to this thing is absurd. So suddenly I'm, like, really undergeared, really underleveled, and before I was overgeared, overleveled for mm. the end of the main story. Cool. That sounds good. Have there been any updates to address frame rate at all or nothing? Um, no. I've heard that, like, they haven't done anything for the Japanese version, which has been out for a year. So it's pretty bleak. Yeah. This is just rumors. I haven't, like, Mm. seen official sources saying this, but, like, I've just seen conjecture online. Yeah. I mean... If they were intent, you would assume that if they had the intention to fix stuff, they would have done it. Sorry, before the the Western version came out, right? Because as you said, the Japanese version came out a year ago. That's that really sucks. Because I know people really enjoyed it, but I know also a lot of people were like just put off by yeah. You have to be okay with lag. Ratio. Yeah, like I grew up dealing with lag really hard. Um, like I started gaming on my mom's laptop. That was not, like, a gaming laptop. It was just, like, your standard workstation laptop. And so I'd play Minecraft, and when it got to the PvP, I got five frames. 
Oof. Um, <laughs> so, like, a little bit of lag does not really bother me that much. Um, yeah. So, but there are points where, like, it's almost unplayable in some of the boss fights. Because mm. there's boss fights where they'll put down a bunch of AoEs. And, like, have all kinds of particle effects. And the Switch just can't keep up. And so it's like you're literally fighting the lag. You're not fighting the boss. You're fighting the lag yeah. um, when those big attacks happen, which sucks. But it's only, like, one or two dungeons, one or two bosses. So it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe I'll just wait. Because I assume, considering what they've done with their last games as well, I assume it's going to get... Maybe a PC port, and then because it's a PC, uh, that has a, that's a like that's so much more powerful than the Switch. Yeah. Maybe then the frame rate is okay. Like. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even have lag. Like, I I didn't get to like the crazy crazy boss fights, but like just the fact that when you have a full farm, and you come down from a farm fra- farm dragon to down to the world again, where you have your full farm, and it takes. A solid 20 seconds for the entire farm to load is ridiculous. Yeah, I think they're trying to load too much at once. Um, I think they're trying to load, like, too much scenery into far of a distance. And so they can't, like, the Switch just can't handle that. Yeah. Um, I'm not just sure. I'm not... No, Stardew Valley is $10 in the uh, Steam store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Has, has no lag, has no issues like this. Can be played it doesn't on have the amazing combat. Yes, it does. You can't, you can't tame monsters. Yes, you can. Maybe in With your mods, modded yeah. version, but no, not in vanilla. You can, you can pet the chickens. That's close enough. That's not taming monsters. You, uh, you can't you tame can't every single mob. You, you can pet yeah. goats, which is pretty you can much tame close to taming bosses. Demons. You can <laughs> tame bosses in Rune Factory 5. Not all of them, but a good number of them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for the PC release that they can maybe fix it and kind of like recover the, mm-hmm. um, the series at that point because this is kind of a low point for the series, I'd say at this point yeah i just don't Uh. understand how a like we hear about subpar performing ports all the time to switch where Mm. basically there's been a lot of struggle with the hardware but this is first party this is this is literally for the switch i don't understand how they've they've missed that mark yeah I i mean i think it was just probably too much scope because, uh, you know, the Switch does not have much processing power, you know? And they might have just had too high of a scope for the project and then didn't have enough time to work on optimization. There could have been crunch or something in the studio. I don't know. The problem yeah. is... I doubt, well, the, the thing is, is I doubt that the developers are happy with it, right? If I developed a game and it had those frame rate issues, it would bother me. Right, prob- but they might the not be able is, to fix it. We don't know what the situation is. Well, this this is what I'm saying. The problem is, it would have been evident from the start, right? If the scope was too high, if the particle effects were too strong, they can be toned down, right? It should not have been mm-hmm. shipped like this. And if if you, mm. you know, as you say, that it's got, you know, um, you know, if I was a developer, I wouldn't be happy with this we would have seen updates in the Japanese version. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's almost like uh, near enough is good enough. Ship it. And it's it's disappointing to see that because the entire system has it's run on like Game Boy DSs, which you know they're clearly a step up from the Switch is a step up from that. And, yeah, like, essentially, it should be running better, and the fact that it's not means that it should be addressed, and the fact that it hasn't been shows the issue that are on my mind. The thing that I don't understand is, because this is the same studio that came out with, um, you know, they do Story of Seasons, formerly known as Harvest Moon, until they lost the title, right? And... Mm -hmm. That game came out on Switch first as well. And then that's why I'm saying like this might also get a PC port because they just ported they've ported the first uh the the Friends of Minerals Hound Story of Seasons that they the the remake that they made. They ported um Pioneers of Olive Town to PC, they've ported Rune Factory 4 special to PC. So um I'm assuming they're gonna do that with 5 as well. But the funny thing is, Pioneers of Olive Town which still, to be fair, to this day, has my favorite abbreviation of all video games ever, which is SOS Poot. Um, <laughs> that had lag when it came out because it had lots of, like, making machines. So, like, put in, like, resources and they make something. Um, but that lag, they fixed. Like, the first update for that came out within, like, three, four days. And then oh, they wow. had more updates for that to fix it, and it was fine after that. So I'm so confused as to why they're treating Rune Factory 5 so badly, especially because it's the first entry in the series, like, in 10 years. Like, it's like they're trying to kill it off or something. I don't understand. It is 3D, um, so that does cause some extra stuff. Like, I've heard that there's, you know, lag in Breath of the Wild, but I doubt it's as bad as this. I haven't played Breath yeah, of the but, Wild, but so I don't know. Um, 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 Pioneers of Olive Town is the same perspective, basically. Is it almost. 3D like that? I mean, it is, it is like... I thought it was ISO. Uh, yeah, I, I guess in a way... Because isometric's gonna take much less resources than 3D, because this is like fully rendered 3D. You know what? I'm like, it's been so long since I've. I guess, I guess it is further away. It is a bit more. It is a bit more isometric, but it is. It is still like three. Like it's not like a like a flat isometric mm. view. That's the thing, right? But I guess yeah, it is. It is not quite as 3D as Rune Factory Five is. That's true. Either way. This should have been something that was at least acknowledged or discussed beforehand because, yeah, yeah you get absolute feelings mm. of... Like, I I have the game and I've watched both of you stream it and I don't think I could play it because yeah. it's just that 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 lag and that, that back and forth, especially for an offline game, would just really bother me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing is, like, for me... Um like low low frame rate because it, it'll regularly dip to 20 or lower like 15 20 frames that yeah it makes me sick like it actually like if if animations aren't smooth and if i turn a camera and it's not smooth and you can see the stuttering that actually triggers my simulation sickness to some extent mm. 
And it's so sad because I was like so excited for it because oh, finally a Rune Factory because I loved the series on um, uh, on the on the DS and 3DS at the time. But yeah, no. Yeah, not, it's my first one. one. It's my first Rune Factory, so I might be seeing it with rose tinted glasses a bit because I'm just like, ooh, this is so cool. It's kind of like my time at Porsche in a way, but mm. different. You know, and so I'm just loving it because it's, you know, those, like, my time at Porsche vibes, which is, like, probably in my top three games. Mm. No, I would, I mean, that's the thing, like, I, I try to power through, but, like, my my viewers just had the same problems that I had. Like, they, they, they were literally like, mm. I can't watch this, it's so stuttery, like, I, yeah. And I, I, I love it- the the gameplay in it that's 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 the worst thing i love the gameplay in it and i love the world as well Mm -hmm. but it's just not implemented well at all (laughs) i was also kind of uh disappointed in the sound design because it's like weirdly harsh i had to turn the music off because it was giving me a headache and then like i noticed there's like ambient noises sometimes during the day and it's this like really annoying bird sound on repeat (laughs) with like the first five seconds over and over and over yeah, that too. Um, the music, like the music loop, is very short in the overworld. Like when you're farming, mm. it's just the same music over and over and over again. Yeah, I had chat ask me to turn it off, and then I realized that it was the music that was giving me headaches. Mm. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, and I mean, it could have been so easily fixed by just not making it so sharp and piercing. Yeah, just by and not loop it, a it little. and not just loop it like. Because the loop was really short. Like, we're talking, like, sub-30 seconds music loop here, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I didn't really notice that. I just noticed how sharp it was. Mm. Anyway, this week, I know that Cat Cafe Manager came out. I've been wanting to play it, but I've been so uh, focused on Refactory 5. Like, I have a keyboard and everything. I have the game downloaded. Mm. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I play Cat Cafe Manager, and... Let, let's say it this way. Cat Cafe Manager is, like, the basically, my, the way I call my YouTube video for this is pretty appropriate. It is Diner Dash, but with cats. But unfortunately, Dude. it's a bad version of Diner Dash. Uh. Because, so, you actually, you design the cafe, you unlock certain stuff by, like, um... You know, you, you attract cats by, by feeding them and you have to pet them and that sort of stuff. You, um, there are regulars. They're, they're just, they're just like, you know, NPCs that don't matter that come to you. They're just customers. But there are regulars that come and they have a story and they will talk to you. And by, by um, serving them and talking with them and that sort of stuff, you push your friendship level up with them and you will get new unlocks, et cetera, et cetera. But the problem is, and and that, that works alongside the Dino Dash, like gameplay where you have to like, you have to go to to a customer, take their order, then you go to a coffee machine or the fridge and you get whatever they want and then you bring it back and that sort of stuff, right? But it it's just not good Diner Dash because the way you do everything, taking orders, taking stuff out of the fridge, preparing it, giving it to the customer, you just click buttons. You just hold the button until it's done and then you probably I mean like, diner dash was that way yeah but it's like oh it's just not good like you just stand there 
take the coffee order. You go, you go to the coffee machine. You press the button again. You wait. You go back. Like there was, there was oh, no it's waiting. There was like no variety. Like mm-hmm. there, there was, there was well, next mini games. Like you need many games, like for the cooking or something. From what I remember, Diner Dash didn't have waiting periods. You just went and grabbed it, went and grabbed it, went and grabbed it. And the thing about Diner Dash was uh, trying to actually manage it all because they threw more yeah. than you had the time to take care of at once. And it, so it's about like efficiency and developing that level of efficiency. Sorry, it was yeah. my like one of my childhood favorite games. So yeah, but like here, like like either you have like mini games, but you also have to like you know prepare like the correct ingredients, like sort of in like um. Uh, cook such delicious, delicious type stuff, because you have to have mm-hmm. the certain ingredients to make certain uh, dishes, right? So, for example, if you want to make a latte, you need coffee beans and milk. But you mean you overcooked? Just, you get them. You just get them out of the fridge by by holding the button, and then you go to the Wait. next thing. You hold the button again. It's just there's so much waiting, and it just gets. You said mm-hmm. cook serve delicious. I think you meant overcooked. No, 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 I mean cooked surf delicious for the cooking, cook the actual cooking of, like, ingredients. Because cooked surf delicious is a button masher. Overcooked is the one that has, like, mini games and you grab stuff and it's multiplayer. No, 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 because you have, you have, okay, I should have clarified what type of mini games. Because uh, the buttons, I meant the buttons as the mini games. Like, you have, like, mini gameplay for each dish. Because you have to, like, yeah. press the buttons uh, to, like, give them, I don't know, like... Uh, ketchup or mustard or whatever, mm-hmm. right on their hot dog. That's what I meant. Like, cause there's nothing like that. You just, you just, you just left click stuff, and it gets so repetitive. Okay. And mm-hmm. the art and the story with the characters is just not enough to lift the game up enough that the repetitive gameplay doesn't matter. There, there is no penalty for theoretically failing and theoretically you can almost afk the entire game because you can hire also you can also hire servers and i played five hours the only thing servers couldn't do or wouldn't do yet was clean and repair machinery when it broke which was also just button clicks so So you can literally afk the entire game So what I'm hearing is that it's like, you know, the dream of owning a cat cafe with the realities of retail work. <laughs> yeah, but even more ni- mind-numbing because you literally just <laughs> employ your index finger and that's it. And maybe maybe the other hand, if you run around using WASD. So, yeah. I, I played it for five hours and after that I was kind of like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those games... That's good to play if if you, you know, you, you play, this is like one of those games to play in like, you know, five minutes there, ten minutes there, and that's it. Like, right. you don't want to do a long gaming session because, yeah, it's, you can, as I said, like, if you play long enough and you level up your, your servers enough, you can just idle the entire game. And the only achievement is, like, is mostly just forgetting all the different types of cats which you mostly just get by, like, you, you get a cat, you level it up, and that sort of stuff, and then you have to rehome it, and you get right. you get more stuff for it, and then you get more cats again, and then different... There are, there are six different types of customers that want different things, but, like, you just... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like a... Like, like an idea that sort of didn't really come with... 
the gameplay to back up anything other than this sounds like a cute game. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. And, and that much, does like... happen in a lot of things. Like, you know, people might get carried away with the idea of a premise that they really like, but they they can't follow it up with anything. Mm. Like, um, I, I, like, it sounds, so far of what I've said feels like it sounds very negative. Like, it's not like I won't go back to the game ever. Because as I said, it's like one of those games that's good to play in short bursts. So if you've if you got like 10 minutes here, you just do a day or two and then you just put it away again and you pick it up again later, at a later time. For that, it's good. Or like, um, like potentially even on like either the switch or like mobile like when you're when you're traveling you just play a day while you while you're mobile you know while you're going somewhere on your phone and then you go not that it's out on phone it's out on switch but like it's like one of those types of games but it's yeah. not like an amazing it's not it's not a management game basically okay. because yeah you have to pay for ingredients and and like the way you do it is like you you serve witches like you serve certain customers certain things that you buy with a certain currency and then they pay you in a different currency and then you pay that to get new stuff but i don't know it's 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 a very 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 idly eventually and i say that as somebody who plays idle games it's just <laughs> it kind of misses its mark a little bit unfortunately it's sad maybe i'll have a different opinion when i play it but mm. I was I was hoping for a little bit more, but alas. <laughs> alas. <laughs> alas, yeah, indeed. It's it's almost like something that somebody would say that reads some Elder Scrolls, wouldn't you say, Arch? <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst transition ever. I, but, I, uh... I think that wins the current award for the worst segue, yeah. I, I have to yeah. Agree, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard the word alas in, in Elder Scrolls. And that is surprising because it has <laughs> so many quests yeah. that are fully voiced. Oh my gosh, I could go on how much I love the quests in Elder Scrolls. Like, I play it solo. I do not, mm. like, I, I have an, 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 a guild that I talk with and I sometimes spend some time with, but I play solo and the game is just so great for that. It's like the best MMO to play by yourself. You know, be antisocial mm. in an MMO because it feels right. I mean, you can in Final Fantasy fourteen too, but... Yeah, stop trying to get me to play that, Suey. <laughs> no! The boat sailed in that because they've opened an Australian data center and you'll never get me on your US server now. I mean, there's mm. going to be data center travel in one of the re like upcoming patches soon. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But yeah, um, Elder Scrolls recently... Uh, you know, the main reason that I was playing it is they've got a uh, new expansion coming up, the High Isles, and that's mm. going to be exploring uh, the lore and backstory and world of uh, the Bretons, mm. uh, which is one of the races that tend to get overlooked because they're humans and there's already a lot of humans in the game, so mm. it tends to be overlooked. A lot of people think of the exotic places like the um the Altmer and the Dunmer, like so Somerset Isles, Morrowind and the Kaji with Elsewhere and all of that. So this is actually really cool and I'm really excited to see it because it looks like they're they're really focusing on like a sailing and and nautical style as well meets, you know, very 
like they're called Bretons, so they're very um, Arthurian almost in their mm. in their styles, and it's it's you know something that I quite like. And they had their live stream showing it off, uh, not yesterday, the day before, was a lot of fun, and I'm super keen for it. I actually pre-purchased the deluxe edition, and I got a mm. cute little ghostly fawn, you know, little baby Ow. deer. So. Mm. I'm a sucker for those uh, limited time, um, <laughs> those li- time limited bonuses. But yeah, one of my favorite things about Elder Scrolls is one of the voice actors is the Winnie the Pooh voice actor. And I'm not sure if I've spoken about this on podcast before, because I've spoken about it elsewhere, but mm. it's really funny hearing Winnie the Pooh talking about, you know, how he's going to cut someone's throat or something you know because <laughs> you, you still hear a little bit of that oh bother you know that's the worst winnie the pooh impression i've ever mm. done but i hadn't intended to do one so i didn't work on it um right but yeah no it's uh really interesting and i i just love the story i've been in uh blackwood at the moment which was their well before this one coming out has been their latest expansion and just doing all the quests there. And it's such an epic story. And you think about, like, you know, this is just one of the areas within the game. There there are so mm. many areas and so many things. Like, like, I've played for countless hours. I'm about level 500 in champion points. And I've probably done the full story for two and a half areas. And there's about ten. And, yeah, it's just amazing in how in-depth the story for it all goes. Yeah, I I played ESO, God, quite a while ago, probably, I want to say 2016. So, like, not too, like, like, like relatively short after launch compared to, like, what it would be now, right? Two, two years versus, like, eight. But um, yeah. I remember I played with Lex and we bought it. And we played like one day and we played like eight hours, 10 hours. And then we never touched the game again. And I don't know why, (laughs) because it's not like we didn't have fun. It's just weird. Like, I don't know. We just never touched it again. That is strange. Yeah. To me, it's like the perfect game that you can just sink so many hours into, go back and sink so many more. Hmm. So I'm quite surprised that, you know, that happened. But, um, yeah, I, I found myself... I actually only recently started playing it again because of uh, Lost Ark. I started playing Lost Ark mm. and then remembered how much better Elder Scrolls Online is. And so <laughs> when it installed yeah. Elder Scrolls Online... Yeah, talking about Lost Ark, I haven't touched that in, like, forever. No, same. I, I hardly ever play Yeah, almost two weeks ago now. I think I've I even I... uninstalled it. I haven't Which yet. Was that? that was the, <laughs> that was Dark, the, the MMO. The Korean MMO. The Korean one? Oh, yeah. 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 I played that, like, obsessively for, like, two, three weeks, and then I was just done. Yeah. Where you yeah. can be a male character or a sexy character. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. True. Yeah. yeah, talking about MMO games, I tried a new one out on Thursday. 
for a sponsored segment. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, full disclosure there. I was paid to play it, which is like sort of a... It's a, an open-world survival game with MMO, like, interactions if you want to. Like, you can have your own server, and then you can fight against people from other servers if you so choose, if you want to do PvP. Um, mm-hmm. The game I'm talking about is Cultivation Tales, so it's a Chinese game, and uh, it's it has like this whole cultivation thing, kind of um, like the whole cultivation myth and progression system, kind of like in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, your goal is to become a god. That's the whole that's how that's the whole point of cultivation, right? You you do things and you you meditate and you become stronger that you one day become a god yourself. That's the whole idea behind it, and it's got like this almost like it's a Chinese game, it's a cultivation game, so it's got like lots of like Asian flavoring and that sort of stuff in it, and uh, it was kind of like kind of a mess (laughs) when i played it so i played before it came out and uh, so i played on the qa service and then halfway through my stream of it uh there was an update and then for the next 16 hours there was a server and a game version version mismatch that they couldn't fix so i couldn't finish my sponsor segment and (laughs) uh they had like ddos issues and all sorts of things it was it was kind of messy <laughs> yeah that doesn't that, that's that's not what you want especially like you know for them having used on the stream mm, yeah it was it wasn't it wasn't that great and then i mean the thing is the like i was just also like i was i had gone through the tutorial i was just i just had picked my like base building thing because i wanted to show you how the base building is because it's a survival it's an open world survival mmo right so you want to see Mm -hmm. like how um uh the building is and that sort of stuff because the building in the screenshots looks really really cool because you can um you know build really cool things and you can freaking fly it you can stand on your sword and fly which is pretty cool it's like a spiritual sword um sorry but I had literally only put down about nine foundations and then the game crashed. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, and and I think they're still having I think they're still having server issues as well. So yeah. out of curiosity, when mm. when that happens, how does that impact your sponsorship? I Is that something I, you can talk about or Well, the thing is, this was like not like one where we signed a contract. This was through um, catapult, right? And I have no idea actually. <laughs> okay, because this is one thing that you know, from a viewer perspective, it's always very clear. Like you know, this is a sponsored stream, but mm. the the details behind it and how it all works and the the terms of the sponsorship vary greatly per game and mm. i don't think i don't think anyone watching streams unless they've dealt with sponsorships themselves really um gets to to understand or appreciate that whole aspect yep yeah i don't know i i i played for about an hour i tried for 15 minutes to get back into the service 
obviously it's not fun for people to watch me just try log into a server but i tried for 15 minutes even like we started the uh, steam and that sort of stuff there was a that so servers went down um then i left the game uh restarted steam to get the, the up update downloaded the update and then tried to log in for the next 15 minutes so right. i submitted what i have and i let them know and yeah obviously because the problem is they had like even how even yesterday halfway through my stream they still had issues it took him that long to resolve the de like the the version mismatch issues and then they had ddos issues because too many people wanted to play um and so like even if i wanted to i wouldn't have been able to like redo the segment or do the extra 45 minutes so i have no idea i i don't know i have to wait and see what happens now <laughs> actually I mean, it's not your fault, so... Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the thing, right? Yeah. It's kind of on their end, so, like... Yeah. They should be the ones to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, I had mm. I had a sponsorship once where I played the game, and uh, the devs literally went... Um, uh, like, they, 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 the whole premise of the sponsorship was like, we have no idea if this is a good game idea, but oh, we made so it anyways. Oh, so you were basically a beta tester. Yeah, sort of for that. Well, kind of, yeah. And also. they 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 uh released the game. And they they paid me to play it and and I was like, yeah, this is this is interesting. Music's cool. Game's kind of not good. <laughs> though. And that was okay. Like they they just wanted the open honest opinion during the sponsorship and that was fine as well. So it depends. I don't know. I we'll see. But yeah, that yeah. was my that was my um adventure with Cultivation Tales. It, it kind was... of, I'm kind of curious about whether the word cultivation means anything in, in Chinese because there's also that cultivation simulator, where you're a god, that sort of looks yeah. over the the pawns, the Rimworld, uh, clone. Yes, you so, mean amazing cultivation simulator? Yes. Yes, sorry, I just said cultivation. Well, so 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 simulator. cultivation, cultivation is, um, in it, it like for a person is like you it's like it's like a spiritual spirit law spiritual thing right um basically you refine yourself so much that you eventually become divine that is the whole yeah. idea behind cultivation but um yeah so that there's like there's like it's it's like um i i don't want to i because i don't know which particular like religious ideas behind it because i don't know but that's that's basically the thing that's also the idea behind um amazing cultivation simulator because you run this entire settlement to eventually uplift all the inhabitants to divine status basically yeah 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 so it's it's definitely um uh and and i'm not sure if it's just chinese or east asian but it's like a like a thing it's a thing yeah i was about to say that <laughs> yeah yeah um talking about the worst segues in history that was <laughs> sponsored i did another sponsored stream yesterday <laughs> uh for uh solasta crown of the magister in particular uh the lost valley dlc i um, have heard some amazing things about this game yes oh yeah i played it it's a good game i'm really DLC, good but 
It's really good. So, uh, Celasta Crown of the Magister is a top-down isometric CRPG um, based on the 5th edition uh, D&D rule set as much as they can. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, because you can, you can base systems on D&D without calling it D&D. Um, if you don't take it too far, like there, there's like whole guidelines for what you can do, what you can't do, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. it's that, so it uses fifth edition rules and, um, it's, uh, it was, it was kickstarted. Um, and it's, it's sort of a, a little bit more of an indie take on a CRPG than say, for example, like what Larry and studio does with like the Divinity original sin games or like Baldur's gate now. And, uh, it's it's so good it is really really good i had so much fun playing it um like like all the quest interactions they're like voiced so like when you're talking to somebody you're getting a quest or you're handing a quest in you always get cutscenes as voiced so that's always a big plus in crpg games because there's somewhere there's just so much text and um yeah it's got magic and it's got new classes with the dlc the dlc is an entire new campaign like a new story campaign um, that's independent from like the main story and um, the coolest thing and I'm so happy that more CRPG games are doing this because it makes it so fun to play is it now has multiplayer so you can play with up to four people together and that's really cool like some of my best gaming cool. was like the most fun I had gaming was playing um, through uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 with like four people multiplayer and uh, you can do it with Celasta now as well. And it worked pretty well. There were a couple of desync issues, but nothing like major that a reload didn't fix. And yeah, it was just really, really fun. Um, we almost got uh, wived by uh, gorillas several times. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no, it's a fantastic game. And if you like CRPGs, I would highly recommend grabbing it. I mean, this sounds like a sponsorship sponsor pitch but right now the game is 60 60 percent off so it's like really cheap as well for the tens of hours like like you literally get like 40 to 60 like hours of entertainment out of the main campaign and it's like 13 pounds i mean that is a freaking good deal if i've ever seen one so yeah, yeah. i had a lot of fun with that so uh we went MMR, sponsored MMR, sponsored not MMR. Um, how's been Final Fantasy for uh, fourteen going for you? Uh, talking more MMR. <laughs> yeah, they came out with a new patch on Monday. No, it's Tuesday. Um, and I may stayed up late to play it. Maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> and it was really good. It added a dungeon, some story. Um, and, like, the big thing that I'm excited for that it added, added was the new Alliance Raid, which is really, really fun. And the Alliance Raid is 24 men, so 24 people get put into it, um, three alliances of eight, and it's just, like, really fun content. Um, <laughs> and then, so I haven't finished all the story for that yet, though, because I've been kind of busy. But I wanted to play those. And then they've also added a new system for housing. And they opened up the new housing district. That's in, um, it's in Ishgard. 
which is the dragons and kind of more stone, almost like medieval-y sort of feel to it area. And yeah, sadly they had to move Island Sanctuary to 1.2 and Data Center Travel isn't till um, 1.2, excuse me, 6.2. Um, <laughs> and Data Center Travel isn't going to be until a few patches, but it's going to be before the next major patch. So how does how does because I've I've only played Final Fantasy fourteen like a teeny tiny bit, and how does housing work exactly? Because I have heard like things that people like that you you can kind of kind of lose your house and like if you don't if you don't yeah. use it and it's like oh if you plots, don't play yeah is plot are plots limited for houses yes or how ah oh, okay there is twenty four wards. I don't know how many plots are in each ward off the top of my head, but I think it's like 30-something. Okay. And so there's a... Prior to this, there was the three main cities plus Kugane. Um, so there's four different like uh, types of things, and now they added another city that you can have a house in. Mm. So now there's five of them. Um, and they completely changed the system. So before, it was a thing where you would just keep clicking a button to see if it happened to open up that you could buy a plot. And it was kind of weird. And, like, people would use, like, uh, clicking bots and stuff to try mm. to game it, you know? And so it was just really tedious and awful to try to farm for one. <laughs> um, and then they've changed it. So now it's a lottery-based system where you... Pay for the mo- pay the money for the house, put it into the lottery, and then um, after like five days they pull the winner, and if you don't get it, they refund your money, your in-game money. Oh okay. Do you get any benefits from having houses in? Um, so on a single-player basis, they're just for decoration, but for your guild or what? Well, in the game they call it free companies, but for your group. Um, it adds in the company workshop, which allows you to, uh, make some different items, some special stuff, and mm. kind of, yeah. So it's just some extra special items. Like, there's no reason you have to make them. It's not, like, the casual, super casual player, it doesn't really add anything of value, but if you're getting, going real hard on the game, it does add value. Okay. Fair enough. Well, good then that there's more space, I guess. So more people have the chance mm-hmm. to Oh, yeah. To they change one. it as well. So wards 1 through 24. No, no, no. 1 through 18 are free companies only. And then uh, 18 through 24 are single people only. So that free companies have more of a chance to actually get a plot. Because right mm. now it's mostly dominated by like single people having them. And they want free companies to be able to have it so you know more people can enjoy having a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Well, that sounds good. Good that so, that game is going on <laughs> and going as strong as as it is. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I'm going to steal what? this segue because I'm going to shift into player housing that is not limited by arbitrary rules and instancing. <laughs> Do I've it. been Go playing Worm Online again. I am so surprised and shocked. (laughs) Look, it's, I, I literally should just, you know, every, every time I'm in the podcast, we just be like, 
so Arch, what's your playtime in Worm Online now? And I'll be like, oh, it's up another 20 hours because I've been doing this. Um, but yes, so Worm Online is, you know, I've been playing it again. There's a few things going on. There's an Easter, um, an Easter player event called an Impalong, which is where the whole community comes together, improves items and weapons for players for, for free. There's games, um, I was in, I, I took part in a deal or no deal, uh, <laughs> which is a game in in Worm that had been set up by um, a, a community member, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, they announced uh, their latest news today, and um, they're adding treasure maps to the game. So those of you who have played Ultima Online would remember the style. You can find through doing mundane actions, you can find a treasure map which lists a location in which there is a buried cache. And you then have to solve the clues, track down the item, and uh, dig up the treasure. Um, so yeah, that's really, really going to be a lot of fun because one of the biggest problems Worm has is everyone becomes a bloody hermit living in their little village and nobody wants to leave the uh, the deeds. So... This will actually get a lot of people out and roaming the lands, hopefully. Cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm very fun. looking forward to it. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, it might even get me actually streaming it. Because I know Ooh. someone's sitting there asking, Arch, you, you're going to be talking about this a lot. Why do you never stream it? It's because I like having people watch my stream. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, I I 100% can understand there are just certain games that you really, really enjoy, but they're, like, off-stream games. They're not on-stream games. And for well, that can be for various reasons. Yeah. The, the well. main thing for Worm Online is, and this is this is something that um, Bloody Drongo used to have, uh, Worm Wednesdays, mm. where he would play it every Wednesday. And the main thing is, is... It's not a game you stream for the gameplay, which sounds yeah. very strange, but um, it was quite often an opportunity to talk with the community to showcase what people have been doing, almost like a catch up on what's been happening as opposed to watch it happen live. Um, mm. And um, some other streamers I treated it almost like a podcast platform, something to play while they did a podcast. And talked about yeah, exactly. the game. And so that kind of, you know, because I used to work there and I used to watch a lot of people stream it and some would show themselves making a thousand planks. And it's like, I understand you want to stream and you want to play, but, you know, if you're wondering why you've only got two people watching, this is it. Um, mm. Whereas, like, Bloody Drongo and the others, they would do you know, very interactive with the community where the gameplay came second. And that's where a lot of that comes in for Worm. It's like the gameplay comes second to streaming because it's more about the interaction with the community and showcasing things. And it's an absolutely beautiful game. It's come a long way to what everyone remembers it was. You know, it's um, a very, very long way. I've I've got some of the oldest screenshots I could find and... I look at those and it's a completely different game. 
But yeah, it's something that I will always be playing, so we can just ask, what's the update for your playtime? Got it. That's good to know. Thanks for uh, sharing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess that once again leaves me, the person that plays all the games, (laughs) to talk about war games. Um, I only have two. I only have two on my list, so it's not been like I, I've actually left out a few. But anyways, um, so one is actually quite quick. Uh, actually, both of them are quite quick. Um, so I jump back into because right now we're in a bit of a lull with new releases. So I jump back into uh, settlement. <coughs> Bless you. I jump. Back... No, all good. All good. Uh, I jump into um. Settlement Survival because like it's it's I know it's a it's a game that people will enjoy and I want to see uh where it's going. <laughs> You're right. And... <laughs> so he so he currently is dying from sneezing, so uh and giggling. Good. And giggling, yeah. I'm um, just mute. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Uh so Settlement Survival uh is a game that came out last year in October in Early Access and um, they quite clearly state it is inspired by Banished and so it's a Banished typed uh, settlement survival settlement builder so it's it's right there in the name right <laughs> and um, it, it I have talked about I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on a podcast as well how Banished has its place in history as as a game that kind of revitalized city builders and and like like just in the in the main gaming sphere, so to speak. But ultimately, Banished is a wide but very shallow puddle because it, it there broke is... the dam, but everything else came through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, Settlement Survival kind of picks that up, but then actually like makes the game and gives it meat. So Settlement Survival works like Banished, but has research that you can do to get better buildings and make things just better. It's got um, something like, it's, it's got like multiple ways of progressing. So you have like research that you just accrue by like having schools and, and like research um, uh, posts and like academies and all that sort of stuff. And then you unlock new buildings and you make stuff better with it. It also has something called proficiency bonuses, which is basically the longer somebody does a thing, it, it contributes points overall to the proficiency score and you can level them up. So, I don't know, for example, like livability, which is kind of a weird way, but basically by having people in your town and them living and them like, you know, turning really old and not dying, you accrue livability XP. And then when you get a proficiency level, they get more health and more stamina so they can work longer and they can survive being without food and water for longer because they have more health and so on and so forth. And, um... It's just got so much complexity, which is which Banish lacked, which is amazing. You've got administrators that give you bonuses for your town. You have certain items that you can only acquire via trade. But then that's the trade ship. But then you also can make trade caravans and you have caravans that go off map. You can trade with like one of four different factions by trading with them. You level their reputation level, which unlocks more things and... Um, the game's currently only like it's 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 been out in early access now for six months. And and they've added like so much stuff on top. Right. Uh 
for the complexity it's it's just really good like i'm super happy to see where it's going there's still some tweaking that needs to be done but compared to like where it was in october where it was a bit too difficult and stuff would spiral out of control really really quickly um they've definitely fixed it it's just been like really fun so if anybody wants like a a, a banished type game that's good settlement survival it's well, it's also really cheap like it's like not on sale like 13 pounds like it's it's just it's it's not 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 no sorry not 13 11 pounds it is literally cheaper than banished <laughs> and it's so much better <laughs> and it's three pounds three three pounds fifty but just about three fifty uh three fifty cheaper than banished it's great it's really really good and i had a really good time getting back into it and i think my uh community also really enjoyed it and then one last game then i'm actually through and wouldn't you know it i did a sponsored segment for it <laughs> <laughs> sorry full script i have so many sponsorships this month it's ridiculous um uh also an older game that i went back to um it was anno 1800 because the newest dlc came out and with that, they had like a promotion where you can play the, the game for free for like a week. So they sponsored the stream uh, in two different occasions. But what I did uh, was actually not play multiplayer, not show the new content. I went back and actually played the campaign. Because I'd never played the campaign of Anno 1800. I only played the multiplayer. So I'm currently playing through the campaign. And uh, it's been fun. It's been fun going back to Anno 1800 and actually playing it like in single player. And uh, I'm going to do more on Monday because I, I enjoyed it so much. So I've yeah, actually been... been told that I should look into it and I should play it. You know, as I've been doing my streams of like, you know, just chill sort mm. of uh, work and lurk style. I've had a lot of people saying, you know what? Anno 1800 would be great for your style. It is. I, I'm not sure how much like. Public, like right now it, it's kind of blowing up again because new dlc there's currently drops on twitch and that sort of stuff um but i can see that like just at least if you just do the campaign and the scenarios maybe like multiplayer is a bit of a slog it's a bit of a slog fest because you can't you can do cooperative multiplayer which is cool but you can't play on anything faster than 1x speed and it's just so slow um but I can I can see that like I'm not sure how much like people are are there to to watch like the older stuff, but um, it's definitely a fun like city building, town building experience. Especially like when you get to like the higher tiers, it starts to get really really complicated. And if you got some of the DLC, it gets more complicated too because the DLCs open up more maps with more uh, um, production lines and production chains and all that sort of stuff yeah okay interesting yeah. yeah i'm i'm i i i have to say like it worked on me as well i'm I'm t kind of tempted to to grab the dlcs as well just for the new scenarios and check out the new scenarios i think yeah um, part of the free weekend there's also i think you can get everything for yeah. for me it was 107 dollars down from like 180 40 yeah everything off. is on sale yeah everything is on sale it was very, um, very tempting to, to just bite the bullet and get that. And I thought, no, I should play play the free one first. Yeah, just see if you like it first. 
and then play. But yeah, no, I just I just jumped back into the campaign because I'd never done it because I'd only ever played multiplayer, um, like in beta and when it came out. And I was like, I should play the campaign because that's I like campaigns in like RTSs and like city builders. I enjoy campaigns if they're done well. So yeah, it was it was yeah. good to to play it. And I'm gonna play more of it because oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it on Monday because yes, there's more stuff coming out, but it's not like super amazing hype things. So <laughs> yeah, no, it yeah. is a bit of a quiet period at the moment as we move from everyone returning after spring break, and then I think the next big release period is what um, summer. Yeah, summer. Indeed, uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been quiet, and uh, that is a perfect talking about segways. Perfect segue to our next segment, where we'll talk about the very very few gaming news that uh, appeared this week, and uh, we will be right back after this very short break. Hi there, podcast listeners. Whoa, Jess here. If you missed me on today's episode, never fear, stop by on Twitch instead. You can find me at twitch.tv slash woe underscore Jess, Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Please enjoy the rest of this episode, and thank you for listening. And welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Halcyon of Frequency podcast, and right now we're going to go talk about the very few gaming news that we kind of had to dredge from the bottom of the sea to even have something to talk about today but there there is a little bit and uh keeping with the topics of mmos because for some reason that's kind of just making its way all the way through the episode today um what is ultimus create up to arch oh what isn't he up to um so richard garriott <laughs> known to ultima fans as lord british is making another mmo Apparently, you know, one, two, three, ten is not enough, and he's diving back into it with a blockchain MMO. Um, yes. Basically, he believes there's not really any good NFT games right now, in his opinion, and neglects to think that perhaps that's because NFTs are not good in general, and wants <laughs> to build towards... Creating an MMO with plots of land of as NFTs. <sighs> Big sigh on that, and I'm sure a yeah. lot of people are sighing. Um, it's not a surprise in the history of Richard Garriott. Uh, he has been one to kind of jump onto a few uh, systems and schemes that some have felt are a little bit um, money hungry. But, mm. yeah... Um, if you build it, hopefully they will come. That's his belief I mean, anyways. Yeah, so I never played Ultima, but basically the, the reason as to why he's saying that is because in his experience, what he said is people in Ultima would build stuff and have shops and that sort of stuff, and they would sell them to other people to take over via services like ebay and he's thinking all right we're gonna we're gonna do that but we're gonna do that through nfts like the ownership through nfts and once and again we find the we fundamental problem with nfts is 
there are there are a solution to a problem that already has a dozen solutions that do it all yeah better. and i'm just i'm just like thinking why even why nfts like why not just do it through an in-game auction house shop type thing like because this is this is a discussion that i've had previously mm. there are people who love nfts and there are people who play games those two crowds do not merge and yeah a lot of games out there are trying to to woo them into merge right so the idea of this is um, if you get a plot of land and you build something that's really cool, gets popular, you know, you build an inn that's role play and has a lot of people coming by and is an absolutely great place, you can then sell that as the NFT. The problem is, in order to build a place that is like that, you need to be firmly into the gaming and role playing sphere. They're not necessarily within the NFT sphere. And this is where all NFT games that I've seen are making the same problem. In order to do really well within it, you have to be a really good gamer. And it's only appealing to gamers and the NFT side doesn't appeal to them, whereas the NFT side, uh, NFT players or NFT people aren't really into the gaming heavy side. So, yeah, it, it, is, it, is, it is basically two, two markets trying to overlap in a venn diagram and then target that thin sliver where they do and that's why i think they're having issues there might be some confusion though because like so it might be confusion on the like business people's side because people kind of think uh gamers are tech people but gamers and tech people are not necessarily one of the same because some people absolutely love learning about all the new tech and like are huge on tech but they don't want to play games, and there's vice versa. People who just want to play games, and they don't really care about the newest tech. And, I mean, that's probably most of us here, is people who like games, not are too huge on the newest piece of tech. The biggest issue is, is basically... The whole space is waiting for one game that does it right. The second one game does it right, you will see an explosion. And... All of these companies and all of these games are betting on them being the one that does it right. Wanting to have a market in place if you can have plots of land in the game where you can build stuff on and then you get something out of it as well and then potentially like maybe like in-game currency or whatever. If you have a, if you run an inn and people stay there, you get stuff or whatever. Who knows? Um I can I can understand building a marketplace for that into your game, not necessarily even costing real world currency, just in game money. I can see that. I just don't understand why it has to be NFTs. Like, it's just like because clearly ownership is already registered on the server, so why not just do it through an in game shop? Like, it's just so convoluted and complicated and so bad for the environment and it's not like some i don't know millionaire xyz is going to play i don't know ten thousand dollars to own a freaking inn in ultima 13th reckoning the hell on earth or something whatever i don't know <laughs> like it seems and so herein, weird to me herein lies the problem and it's 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 the problem that nfts are yet to tackle 
of why an NFT over anything else? And the only yeah. answer you'll really get is because it's new technology. And that's all it is. It's mm. it's new technology that is waiting for a use case that actually makes sense because all of the other ones don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, that's like, I, I firmly believe that there will be a point in which NFTs do make sense. But I think right now, everything that's trying to be used for it is is not working. It's, you know, the, the goal of the internet is a post-scarcity society. And now we're going back saying, hey, why don't we make things that should be limitless on the internet, limited just to make money, you know? And I don't, I don't particularly like that. But yes, yeah, next news I, piece. <laughs> yeah, next. Like, all right, can we all just sum up again? NFTs suck. Like, that's just how it is. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, next piece of news. Uh, for once, nothing to do with NFTs or the metaverse. Woohoo. Um, it's just something that popped up. Um, and then th this is how slow this week was. Um, it's another, it's a, it's a co-op game. It's not an MMR, it's a co-op game. Babylon's Fall has indeed fallen. Like, very much fallen. This game came out. It's a Square Enix game. It's on Steam uh, and other places. Came out on the 3rd of March, so six weeks ago. And player numbers have... Obviously, you know, they go up and down, up and down, and down. That's just how it is, but... It's a co-op game and player numbers have fallen to below 10 on Steam. Like 10 less than 10 concurrent players on Steam for a game that came out six uh, weeks ago. And uh, looking at the Steam page for it, I am not surprised that that has happened. Um, so basically, if you look at the reviews... Um, it's apparently repetitive, very repetitive, like actually playing through it. Like you have to play through the game before it gets any good, before you get to end game, which is apparently the thing that's actually fun. Um, and on top of that, it is insanely expensive. Like, the basic version of the game is £60. And it's something like 80 Canadian, so I assume it's going to be $70. Which uh, is insane. 60. 60 US. Unless you get the digital deluxe, which is $100. Oh, so uh, they're screwing over... Oh, okay, cool. They're cool. screwing over everybody that's paying and not dollars. Cool, because it's £60. And yeah, 80 well, Canadian... Um... 84 NZ and the deluxe edition is 133. Jeez. That's with 30% off. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, you're talking about the 30% off? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the base price. No, it's $120 yeah. New Zealand base. And oh. the <sighs> deluxe edition is 100 and... Is that what I think it is? One moment. The, the font is incredibly tiny. Mm-hmm. $189 New Zealand <laughs> for the deluxe yeah. edition. So, so, Wait, base, so, 
Oh, Arch, really quick. How much is one New Zealand dollar compared to a US dollar? They're about the same size. I think the New Zealand dollar is a little <laughs> bit smaller. <laughs> the, the worth, the value. <laughs> oh, uh, you should have said that. Yeah, uh, well, six, you know. 68 uh, US cents. Mm. Okay, so, so it's almost at conversion rate, but they're still kind of screwing guys over. Oh, New Zealand yeah. always gets screwed over. But not on top of that, you can also purchase Garaz, which I assume is a type of gem. Yeah, it's oh, like I an in game currency. Yeah. Um, cosmetic oh gosh, skins so for customization. Yeah. So not only is it an incredibly expensive uh, buy-to-play game, it then also has a lovely series of purchase currency. Mm. So it should, was $60 to be the price after the 30% off? No, it's before. That's With the 30% price, okay. off, it's forty one ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, because the, the base price is £60. So that is that is insane. That is... Wow, that is a that is a somebody has not done the conversion rate at all because that's eighty dollars. No, that's eighty dollars. What the heck? And dude. 80, yeah, yeah. And eighty Canadian to US is sixty three. So yeah, no, somebody has not done their research at all in terms of conversion. They just here. screwed over people using British pounds. Mm. And I assume the same did the same for for people that pay in euros as well. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, seems like uh, that game. I mean, to be fair, the game had a terrible launch window. Like, terrible, right? 3rd of March meant it was right between, um, uh, what was it? Horizon, Fero- yeah, Horizon Forbidden West and Elden Ring. It has battle passes. Oh, it has oh, also- sorry, I'm reading oh, reviews. Oh, I'm Lordy. reading reviews. This person says, uh, adding battle passes and skins. Great. And they're yeah. saying it should be free to play with all the battle passes and skins in this review. That is incredibly strange. Yeah. Um, especially from That's the crazy. same developer as Near Automata. Yeah. You know, that is, I, I imagine there is something behind that. You know, that that's kind of how I look at that. I look at this and go, maybe there's something behind it. Maybe there's something else um something else going on. So yeah, it, it looks like a game that they sort of thought we'll put out, we'll weather the storm and we'll improve it as we go. But it certainly <laughs> is quite an expensive uh entry game, into yeah. a new IP with strange mechanics and like even the positive reviews are like oh you've only got to wait for the first several hours and then it gets good and quite simply with steam's refund yep. policy no one's no one's trying it out for more than two hours yeah if the if the positive reviews are already like play it for a while and then it gets good or play the main campaign and then end game it gets good and like Oh no! It's like when someone's trying to get you to try mm. a new food, and the only thing they can say is, "Oh, it's an acquired taste, but you'll love it once you get used to it." Yeah, or it's like it's like um, the whole like, "Oh yeah, it gets good if you add bacon to it, or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> mm. But yeah, like overall, I mean, 
for for a triple game for a triple A game like this, with a tri uh, definitely has a triple A price if not more. It has only two hundred and twenty six user reviews on Steam. And that's a, and that's, that's a know, lot a lot. I'm pretty sure we're giving them way more airtime than they've gotten anywhere else. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But like, just looking at it, like forty six percent are positive and mostly negative recently. Thirty eight percent. That's oof. That's rough. Bad. So uh, yeah, probably a recommendation here is to not touch this with a ten foot pole. That said, we've yeah. not played it, and maybe after True. we put in several hours, we might enjoy it. But we're not going to put in several hours. Uh, my, so. No, actually, my time is worth more than that, I think. <laughs> I have <laughs> other things that I want to do more, and I think that I have more enjoyment with. So yeah, I that, claim that's that, the... but I still spend 20 hours a week in Worm Online, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I spend, time spent enjoyed is not time wasted. Which I'll also oh, add that Worm Online did add a cooking update that added bacon, and it it did actually make the game a lot more enjoyable. So maybe there is something <laughs> behind that. There's some bacon in it. You heard it here first. Um, so yeah, basically what we're saying is stay away from Babylon's Fall, unless you want to get disappointed, I suppose. Um, talking about our next topic, a lot of people were kind of disappointed by the by the first game. Uh, that came out, but uh, now I think it's definitely redeemed itself. And uh, the developer that we're talking about is Hello Games, and uh, the infamous Sean Murray and uh, No Man's Sky, which uh, just had a big update drop that revamped a whole bunch of stuff, added pirates, I think, and all sorts of other things, and um, is now a pretty freaking good game, uh, especially considering you can get it at 50% off or more a lot of the time. Um, but, uh, there was an interview that Sean Murray did with the new, uh, update release. And, uh, what in particular did he talk about in that update, Arch? Sean Murray cannot help being Sean Murray, despite saying that he has learned his lesson on talking about games too early and hyping up games too much. He has mentioned that... Hello Games is working on a new game project coming out that is so ambitious it would seem impossible even with a 1,000-person team. Now, the first <laughs> thing that anyone feels is that is, oh, God, here we go again. And this, this yeah. herein is the problem. He, it doesn't matter how excited he is, Sean Murray should keep his mouth shut. <laughs> Should, because the yeah, second agreed. he talks up a game, especially like that, like one thing I want to get clear, I've worked as a community manager. I've been so hype about updates. I've been so excited to talk about them. I understand that passion. I understand that, you know, almost the understanding of the breadth and scope. But he's got to be aware of the reputation that his words have. Yep. And especially how it went with No Man's Sky. Saying something like that instantly has the hairs on ev on the back of everyone's neck rise. And like, yeah, no, I mean, that's I why we're talking this. about it, right? Exactly. That's, that's... You know? Because it's, it's basically, it... it's basically not news, but the fact that, yeah, like, clearly nothing was learned here. And it's just yeah. gonna... 
we don't know obviously it's gonna go if it's gonna go the same way again but we don't definitely has but me the, very hesitant <laughs> yeah the more he talks about it like that um the more people are, are wary that it will go like that you know yeah definitely and, and that that's kind of it they've like no man's sky is amazing i've not played it personally but i've watched people play it and it looks amazing it looks great it looks like the game that he talked about when he was hyping it up yeah but the now problem that it's is out, been out for quite a while several exactly. years the problem is we now have a situation where people are used to the fact that sean hypes something up a subpar release comes out you know so no one's actually going to let any of the hype get to them on this. There's going yep. to be a lot of hesitancy. And the very fact that he is hyping it up is going to be something that's going to have people go, well, in that case, I'm not interested. <laughs> Just simply because of the history of that. But I mean, I mean, if they have learned their lesson and they take the time then I am all for seeing how it goes. So, I was just sad yeah. with No Man's Sky because they don't have like a way to like lock onto a reference point when you're flying, I'm pretty sure. And so like I need some sort of reference point. I need to like know where's up, where's down. And if I can't, and like when you're in, this sp in space in No Man's Sky, there's no way to like have a reference point that's really easy to lock onto, and so like caused me like i don't know how to explain it but it just made me like like i don't know it's like when you're going on one of those roller coasters that have a drop it felt like that hmm. I, I need I, to be able to tell where up and down mm, is i can't do yeah. flying games yeah, I, I've not actually touched No Man's Sky, so I also can't... I, 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 I've heard, like, my community talk about it, and there's some people who really love the game now. I've not played it yet since... I, I played it when it came out, and I had to refund it um, because I couldn't play it, because it also triggered my simulation sickness. Because um, you couldn't adjust, like, FOV. And there's some stuff by Lemon that's, like, flying... In flying games, if they've got, like, basically, like... They, they they do like these lines to show that you're going really fast and like they distort stuff and that sort of stuff and that i can't deal with that makes me really really sick as well right so uh, yeah i need to i need to try it out again at some point in time i've really been meaning to um just never done it um but it it, it has redeemed itself but yeah clearly unfortunately Sean Murray hasn't really redeemed um, himself yeah exactly exactly that is uh the case indeed so yeah that that was the very 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 slow news week of <laughs> this week leading up to uh to easter uh on this here well it's not it's not easter sunday yet for us but for arch it is actually but it is. Um, the rest it is. of us isn't yet. Yep. So, uh, happy Easter to uh, all of you who celebrate today. Uh, we don't have any questions uh, from the audience 
this week. I just checked and just double checked. Um, if you'd like to leave us some questions, though, because normally at the end we also uh, answer some audience questions, you can head on over to our Discord. Uh, you can find a link to that on halcyonfrequency.com. Uh, that's where you can find uh, more info about us as well. And I think uh, the only thing that's left to say is I thank you so much, Arch and Sui, for joining me on this 14th episode of the Halcyon, Fre Halcyon Frequency podcast. I can't even say our team name anymore. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Arch, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at, at ArchPlayStuff and on Twitch at ArchPlayStuff. Perfect. And Arch, uh, soon TM, Arch will be known as ArchPlayStardew Valley. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Uh, Name change when? <laughs> I mean, I have had have been accused of that, but unfortunately, um, unlike you, FG, I lack the ability to jump from game to game. I tend to get myself nicely settled in and cozy with a game and play that for a good couple of months. So, uh, if you hey, like Stardew Valley and and uh, chill times, well, I'll be playing Stardew Valley for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And Sui, where can we find you? Um, I am Sui, S-U-W-E-Y, um, on Twitch, and then on Twitter, uh, do I have any other places? YouTube? Wow, my brain is tired. Um, YouTube. You can find, well, I can find you on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's Sui Streams on Twitter, and then just Sui on YouTube as well. Perfect. And, uh... I am FG Squared. I was your host for this episode. I would say probably the second best host the Halcyon Frequency Podcast has ever had. So I will write <laughs> that into my resume now. And uh, you can find me at uh, FG Squared practically everywhere. That is YouTube, Twitch, um, Instagram, which I'm sort of reviving. I also have a sneaky tiki toki and a Patreon, and then I'm also on Twitter, but there is a sneaky underscore between the FG and the squares. And this was the Halcyon Frequency Podcast, available on all of your, your favorite podcasting platforms and the website. If we're not on a, on a platform that you would like to listen to this podcast on, let us know, um, either on the Discord or DM us or DM Blind. And uh, he will do his best to add it to your favorite service. Thank you all so much for listening. We kept it below two hours this time. I think we can give ourselves <laughs> a hearty clap for that one. Yeah. And we will uh, talk to you all you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.